Are you the kind of gal who isn't interested in how things used to be in the hair industry, who wants to hear from ladies who are paving their own way while making waves? Well then, She Makes Waves is for you. Hey guys, I know we're all back in the salon and we're trying to figure out the way we're going to work moving forward. And I know we had big aspirations and big dreams about how we were going to show up in the salon. And some of us have gotten back into the salon and have fallen quickly back into routines and habits that are not serving the lives that we ultimately want. So I'm really excited. I have space for three more stylists to do one-on-one coaching with you to help you take your career and business from where it is today to where you want it to go. And I know it's hard. I know that, you know, we get back into it and we can kind of almost numb ourselves out or distract ourselves and tell ourselves we were making enough money or, you know, the security's there. But at the end of the day, we don't have to choose one. We can, we can have both. We can have a really fulfilling life and a really profitable business. And I think we get sold this lie that we have to pick one or the other. So head over to my website, lynnmaystudio.com slash coaching and fill out my questionnaire. I would love to connect with you. All right. So today we have Jody Brown on the show. Jody is a hairstylist, brand, and Instagram mentor. She's an educator that helps beauty pros create stunning online brands, save time, and target their dream clients. Jody, thank you so much for being game to do this today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, so we have a mutual friend, Dawn Bradley, and she was saying, like, we have to, you, you two would love each other, you have to connect. And so I love a lot of what you're doing and how you've kind of pivoted your business as of recently. Can you tell us a little bit about you know, during COVID, like what, what you've kind of gone balls to the wall on and what it's entailed. Yeah, totally. Um, okay. So it's funny actually that you mentioned Dawn because at one of her classes was where I really got like the spark and like to start what I'm doing now. And then COVID hit two weeks later and it was just kind of, I guess I'll start from the beginning. So, (laughs) so I've always been into like, ever since I came back from maternity leave, I have used Instagram to market myself. Cause that's kind of where, when it came into the forefront of our industry. Um, and so back at that time, it was enough to just take the picture, post online and you would get clients from it. Um, and then now things have changed so much and I've really taken an interest in educating myself on Instagram and just branding in general. So it has really gone past that. So I took on, I would say my first, my girlfriend had a salon that she was going through a huge rebrand on. And I was like, Oh, I can help you. Even though I'd never really done the true rebrand before. Um, so I took her through all of that and then I started managing her social media. So that was in 2019. And then when I was at Dawn's class, I, someone asked a question about social media and like the whole room basically started talking about how overwhelmed they were with it and how it felt like such a, like a chore and they didn't really know what they were doing or how to really make the most of it. And so they were just overwhelmed and stressed about it. And I was listening to the conversation. I was like, oh, this is so interesting because 
I can't relate like at all. Like, I think it's so much fun. And, um, I'd met so many cool people. Like that's how I found Dawn. Um, and even a lot of my friends in the industry now. So I, I heard that and I was like, okay, people are overwhelmed. So I feel like there's something I can do to help. And the wheel started turning a little bit and then COVID hit two weeks later. So all of a sudden I had all of this time because salons were shut down. Uh, my son's school was shut down. So we were just at home all the time. And I kind of felt sorry for myself and was stressed out for about four days. And then I woke up one morning and I was like, okay, hey, I have to, I just couldn't get this idea out of my head. So I sat down and I brain dumped like all my ideas. Um, and then I really had to start working on the mindset to kind of become the kind of person, I guess, who, who just does what they're thinking and put it out there. So interestingly, my first move on this was I changed all of the information on my Instagram bio because I had to make it harder to go back and not follow my dream than to go ahead with it. Does that make sense? Yeah, I love yeah. that. So yeah, that's kind of how I got started. Yeah. So pre-COVID, you were behind the chair full time? Uh, I was behind the chair about four days a week. Okay. Yeah. yeah I consider full-time. that full time. Yeah. 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 So what has it been like for you to like have that part of your identity kind of not, not go away completely, but just have that be something that doesn't have such a role in your life? Because I know for so many of us as hairstylists, it's like, you know, it's such a big part of who you are. And obviously like in this time in COVID, I think so many hairstylists are like, I don't want that to be my only identity, but what has it been like for you to like shift into this, this coaching role or this mentorship role? And like, how has it been to like kind of disassociate a little bit with being like a hairstylist? Oh, that's such a good question. Um, cause I totally agree. I feel like we all do identify like it's not like a regular like most jobs you know what I mean it's such a part of our identity um Mm -hmm. I guess I don't feel totally disassociated from it um I I have done a little bit of hair um just for friends kind of thing but I feel like so much of my I like I said I've wanted to pivot and get into helping other hairstylists in some way. And I feel like creativity for me was something that I work best in like the morning. And when I get that spark of inspiration, um, so actually stepping away has given me a little bit more space to do that. Um, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So it was really hard at the beginning because I've been a hairstylist for 15 years Um, and my mom is a hairstylist, so I literally grew up in a salon. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, it was a little strange, but I don't, I don't consider myself not a hairstylist, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, I just think for so many of us, like it's so much part of our identity, like almost in a negative way that it can kind of hold you back from ever pursuing other things or, feeling like you have permission to be like doing something else. Cause it's like, well, no, but I do hair. And like, there's always someone that wants you to do it. It's just kind of, a, I think it can become kind of a crutch or a totally. way that you like bandaid, like, like there it's like, it's a way to distract yourself from like other things you want to learn or other things you want to do. So I think that's really cool that you, 
you know, you know, you maybe felt the fear, but did it anyway, because I mean, it's such a comfort security blanket doing hair. You know what I mean? It makes us feel so good. Absolutely. And it's, especially when you've been in the industry for so long, and that is something I definitely struggled with was like being new at something again. Uh You know, when you're, when you've been in the industry and you get to a point in your career where you feel really like you feel like you've got it. You know what I mean? Like there's still a lot to learn, but you feel very confident in your skills. Um, and it, it absolutely does become something that you're like, you associate so much of your not self-worth. Well, yeah, I guess almost self-worth with your ability to create beautiful hair and what we can do for our clients. And I feel like this COVID thing has really made a lot of stylists take a step back and be like, but what about me? Like, I'm important too, you know? Oh yeah. A hundred percent. And I, yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head with like the self-worth, like we were maybe realizing that we didn't have the self-worth we thought we did when the things that fill us up, like that we can't do enough hair to make ourselves feel great about ourselves, but like, it's an amazing quick fix. Like the longevity is not there. You have to keep doing it to feel good. Mm-hmm. But then you go into COVID, you know, quarantine and you don't have that. And then it's like, wait, who am I if I don't have other people pumping me up all the time? And then I think it's like, really freeing to be like, Oh my gosh, like, who am I? I'm curious. (laughs) I literally got chills when you said that, because I was chatting with my mastermind group the other day about that validation and how that's something that's so weird in like being in this space now is when you're a hairstylist, you get that validation like all the time. Like you constantly have people telling you like how great you're making them feel. And it is a little strange to, uh, transition out of that. Like not having that constant, oh, you're so amazing. Like, I love what you're doing. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I mean, there, there aren't a lot of professions. Like, you know, you think about someone who works in an office, like all day, their clients aren't like, wowee, Jim, (laughs) you're doing a great job on this account for me. I mean, it's like, you kind of forget that, like, it's really not normal to to have people all day telling you you're awesome. And it kind of like, honestly, it's like, it tricks you into doing it more than is probably healthy, which Mm -hmm. I know is, it's done that for me before. But yeah, so now with like where you're going and like what you're doing for people, like how has it been like kind of showing up for hairstylists? Like what have you loved about it? Like what sets your heart on fire about it? Oh my God. Okay. So I haven't felt this fulfilled in I don't even know how long. Because when I got into this industry, I always saw myself going into education. And I've had this conversation lots lately too, where, and this also draws kind of back to that redefining success concept Mm -hmm. um, that you were talking about, is there's always been this really linear path. And now with like Instagram, I know there's downfalls and all that, but I feel like the opportunities for stylists to just and just people to really like live out what they are wanting to do without necessarily having to be pre-connected or you can make those connections in the online world now. Um, so yeah, it's, it's the thing that I didn't know I needed until I started doing it. And I can't even express like having, having people who are like, Oh, I felt like so overwhelmed and like, you know, we've all been there. Um, and just being able to help them kind of get out of that 
it's like, I wish I would have had that in those parts of my career that I was like, I have to get out of this industry. You know, when you have those like mm-hmm. couple bad days or you have like a couple redos in like two week period and you're like, Oh, I'm no good. Like, I don't even, why am I doing this? This is so stressful. Like, I wish that I would have had someone to kind of pluck me out of that and help me. Um, and I, the fact that I'm able to kind of do that for people now is just so like, I feel like I get to give back a little bit to this industry that's given me so much. Yeah, I love that. And it's crazy how like a lot of people I talk to, you know, they say like the person they're like dream audience or the person they're talking to and they're like, you know, coaching or doing whatever. It's like them as a younger version of themselves or, you know, you can put yourself into a different category in your business that you struggled in and you're like, I had no one to talk to. And I definitely feel that way too. It's like, I didn't have any independent stylist to go to when I was like struggling to figure it all out. And I tried to run my business like a big commission salon when I wasn't a big commission salon. And I think it's really cool. And I totally a hundred percent agree that like being able to be like, no, 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 come this way. Let me show you the path Mm -hmm. that like I forged on my own through a lot of trial and fucking error. (laughs) That was years of just pain and suffering and that's not like you're gonna like not have any but like if you could skip some of these major downfalls like let let me show you how and that's just I feel like the same way it's like so fulfilling and you know I think it's just like I think it takes a level of confidence to be like I don't want people to know and I remember a time in my career being like well I took all this time to figure all this stuff out like you know you know like other people should too and I feel like it's such a scarcity mentality and you know shifting into like being like oh my gosh like this this is so fulfilling and like why would I want people to struggle like life's hard enough and you know I think it's just like getting confident enough to be like okay like I'm not a magic bullet but like you know, I think it's just like personal development to be like, oh, I don't want people to struggle like I struggled. Oh, a hundred percent. And I think I, how many times have we all heard that in our careers? Like someone being like, oh, like I even remember, uh, oh, I don't want to post my work on Instagram because I don't want people to copy me. Or I had like, I've worked for salon owners who were like, oh, I don't want to post what we're carrying retail wise, because I don't want people to copy what we're carrying. And I think it really does just come down to that lack mindset. Mm -hmm. And if we can just redefine that to be like, you know what, there is enough for everybody. Like, Mm-hmm. we don't need to be in competition with each other. I think it's like, and I mean, there's how many coaches in the hair industry? There's how many, and I've struggled with this and I do struggle with it. I think we all do. When you see someone who's doing amazing things and you're like, oh, like it, you're happy for them, but it just, it hurts a little bit. Cause you're like, oh, is there still room for me? And I, so I'm not going to pretend that once you shift your mindset, it's all easy. Cause it's not, it's, it's an active thing. Like you have to keep working on that mindset. Do you find the same thing? Yeah, I, I'm more, I feel like it like manifests differently, but similar. Like I don't feel like when I see someone, I, I was like, I really struggled with being like, okay, like with Dawn, like I want to be a coach. Cause I'm like, there are so many, like, why wouldn't I just recommend people to you? You know, yeah. um, so I feel like just like, that's the thing I like for a long time, I could even like get the words out of my mouth that I wanted to do it. Cause I'm like, you know, like, who am I to do it? Like, you know, mm-hmm. I, and then, then I feel like from like 
just like working on myself and being like, wait, but like no one has exactly the same experience as me. And I feel like what I've been able to do is when I see someone that's doing something that I would love to do, I'm able to now with, with a lot of mindset work, be like, God, if that's possible for that person, if I, I can't, I have my own spin on it and do my own thing. Totally. And, um, I feel like, you know, I think to people like that are thinking, oh my gosh, like everyone feels like that. That's crazy. I feel the thing that's been most exciting for me is by putting myself out there and by being a fr- nervous, but doing it anyway, you find your niche and you don't find that if you don't try. Totally. And I feel like, like my niche is different than like another coach's niche, but I'm like, oh my gosh, like what I'm into sets my like heart on fire and I'm so into it. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm the person to go to when you're ready to go independent and you don't know how. But I didn't know that 100%. Like my husband will be like, Lindsay, that's what you've been talking about for, for the last <laughs> number of years. And I'm like, no, 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 it just clicked. It just clicked. But I realize when you put yourself out there and people start coming to you, they start telling you, they start mirroring to you what you actually are. And it gives you the confidence to be like, that is something I actually know a lot about. And I feel like if you don't ever try or you don't ever just like take those first steps, like there's so much information in trying that you don't get. Well, and that's exactly it, right? Like if you don't ever start doing the thing, you're never going to find out how you do the thing. Like, (laughs) so it's so true. And that's like, it's so interesting you say that because I, when I start working with like my first coaching client, um, I didn't realize how passionate I am about being yourself and that authentic communication. And so, I mean, I knew that sounds, that's kind of, no, I know what you're saying. You know what I mean? Like Like you didn't know how important it was. Yeah. So my thing is so much about, um, don't build a brand that you think other people want because you can only keep up the charade for so long be yourself and you will attract that the people who need you, you know what I mean? Yeah. So no, you, you just made me think of something. I was just, you know, for the last like two hours, just fucking with my website and you know, it's a lot of trial and error and a lot of like, Oh God, that, okay. That screwed (laughs) it up. Okay. Back, back. And it's funny. I look at the pictures and I feel like you could put this in any, like what you're saying about business is about life, just everything. But when I look back at the first photo shoot I did at my studio two and a half years ago, mm-hmm. it is so pretty. It looks like it's like you'd like your little girl's bedroom. It's like so pretty. And then <laughs> I did photos again, um, two and a half, like two years later, and they're like grittier and they're more just real. And there's like yeah. more like it's more lived in and it's more just like it's more me. And I look at like this business that's like to an untrained eye, it looks very similar, but like. I'm more real. I'm, I'm not just pretty. I've got a lot of like sugar and spice, you know? Mm -hmm. And if you look at my business and what I wanted it to project as initially and what it actually is today, the more work I've done on myself and the more confident I've gotten, it started to morph into my brand and into what I'm doing. And it's funny because it's, there's a distinct difference between the last photos that I've done of the shop and the first ones. There's still like elements of pretty, but there's a lot of grit in it. And I'm like, yeah, I'm gritty. And I never want, I I don't know why I thought that, like, I think I was doing what I thought looked like so pretty and perfect. And I think it's kind of, it kind of shows you where I'm at personally based on like how it looked 
externally. Like the business looked perfect. It's like the whole thing was just like the rug was turned the perfect way. And now it's like, yeah, there are people walking on that rug and it's got like more fray in it. And it's like, it's cooler. Yeah. It's more me. I love that. And it's so true. It's just like, I think that's how we all start out. It's like that initial, just like wanting to be, um, and I have so many people that are like, oh, so I should do this kind of like white background and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, if you like it, like that's, I like that. But I mean, I have a client and I was like, go dark. Like her page is like basically cause she's into like astrology and like all that witchy mm-hmm. kind of stuff, which I think is so cool. And she was trying to water it down to kind of become someone like, you know, become more like palatable. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, like this is, you need to lean into who you are because someone's going to see that and be like, oh my God, I love it. As opposed to someone being like, oh, that's okay. Oh, that's okay. Like mm-hmm. it, it's getting that like visceral reaction from people when they, when they find their tribe, you know what I mean? And yeah. for your branding, like it's interesting because I've been following you for quite a while actually on social media before we uh-huh. even like were connected. And I feel like I knew exactly what to expect from like talking to you based on the content on your page, which just goes to show how like good the branding is. Like that's wow, that's really want. flattering. Yeah, that's what you that's the goal. Like I <laughs> it's funny because you can't see me right now, but I always talk about the uh moment. And that's what you want to avoid in branding. So from your mm-hmm. Instagram to your um website to booking an appointment to walking in your salon, you want the experience to be consistent and you don't want the client to be like, uh, like that's not what I was expecting at any given moment. So that's kind of what I focus on when I am coaching to branding. It's all about just being so authentic that they know what to expect. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I was even thinking about how I had a client that um, a while ago, like this is like right when I opened, she had just started seeing me and she's like, yeah, I kind of haven't been able to figure you out. You're kind of like an enigma to me. Like you're branding, <laughs> like in your studio, it's so like feminine, but then I meet you and that's not exactly like, I don't think of you as like frilly and pink. And it's just, it's also funny how like to that person, she like, it wasn't a negative thing, but mm-hmm. it's funny. She was saying like, I just, I can't put you in a box. And I feel like <laughs> that's kind of how I want my life to be. Like, I fucking hate when people are like, oh, you're like this. So you do this. It's always bugged me. Totally. And I'm like, okay, I guess in a way it's like, it's on brand. Cause if you can't figure it out, that's kind of how I want it. Yeah, that's... I don't want to be a one trick pony. Like, and I didn't take it as a, as a slam. I took it as a compliment. I'm like, yeah. Cause like people are, people are, are multidimensional. So like, oh, yeah. it's as cool what you're saying about a brand and how like it can, it can reflect all of those elements of who you are and they don't have to necessarily make sense to anyone else. They just have to be authentic to you. Absolutely. And it's so like, I think we all have that thing about us, right? That's very like, that's almost like, Oh, I wasn't expecting that. Like when people find out that I'm really into like fantasy stuff, like, um, (laughs) like Lord of the Rings and like all that kind of stuff. They're like, really? Like, that's not what I would get from you. But I do think it's kind of interesting to have something about you that could like catch people off guard, you know, like it's, and it's, that's like kind of what I call connecting points almost. Like, you know, when someone will see like, 
something on a page and you're like, Oh my God, that is so me. Like, that's how I started working with Dawn. I listened to Mm -hmm. one of her, her podcast episodes about being an 80 percenter. And I was like in my kitchen, like loading the dishwasher and I like rewound it and made my husband listen to it. And I'm like, Oh my God, it's me. And that was when I signed up for rock your business. Cause I just knew that I had to work with her because some of the things she was saying were just so like relatable. So it's, Uh so if you never put that stuff out there, if you never like lean into who you are, who's going to be able to relate to it? Like if we're just trying to be the same as everyone else. Let me ask you a question about this. Cause I always felt a little bit like my hands were tied because like, well, I talk to my clients all the time, but then like now, you know, as I wanted to like show up for hairstylists, I was like, but then my clients hear me talking about it. Like, what would happen? Mm -hmm. And I fought through that and I just started doing it. And it was like, kind of like a snowball. It just like got more and more easy to talk about things that, you know, were like maybe taboo in the industry or things like that. But what's interesting is the kind of client that I want to see behind the chair thinks it's really cool. Mm -hmm. And I was, that was something that was a little bit of like, it held me back for a while, but then it's interesting. Cause like, it's like the clients that some of them will like listen to my podcast and be like, your last episode really helped me. Or like, I like it because I'm actually like learning about myself, but under the guise of learning about business. And I'm like, wow, it's so crazy to me that like people that come to me behind the chair, like that they're not put off by it. And I think that's such an interesting like branding concept to even think about too. Like that, that kind of the clients you're going to attract are going to be like, well, it's so cool that the, stylist I see is also an Instagram coach or mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. But I think, I wonder how many people aren't doing the thing they want to do because they're afraid that their clients won't be on board with it. But like, I now know who cares if your clients get on board, no, mm-hmm. no disrespect, but I, I would just love your opinion on that because I feel like there's probably a lot of people that are afraid of what their clients might interpret their, you know, just like other passions. Oh, I think you're so right about that, about like how people are probably worried to post certain things. And I absolutely thought about that at the beginning. Me too. Yeah. Because it is, it's almost like, it's like flexing any muscle, right? Like Mm -hmm. when you show up as yourself and really authentically, it's going to be really uncomfortable sometimes. And sometimes you just have to like press post and then like throw your phone away and like (laughs) go do something else uh, to get over it. But I mean, I would say the thing that I would encourage people to think about is like, if you lose clients who aren't comfortable with you having boundaries uh, with your clients and then like exploring your other passions, I mean, I think I'd probably be okay with that, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, and that's actually what's happened, right? Like there are people that, you know, I think are triggered by you having a voice, you know, oh, and it's course. like, and it's challenging, it's challenging that service provider mentality of, you know, like you're just there to accommodate everyone else. But I think that we're stepping into a new era of like hair stylists that are like, oh my gosh, I totally love doing your hair but I also have all these other things. And I also have this like voice and this platform and my social media and all these things that, you know, you, you have so much more like, I don't know, like ownership and authority, but you kind of have to give that to yourself. And like you said, be, be okay with people 
not getting on board. And not just your clients, but like, I think a big one too is, um, like your coworkers, your colleagues, like all of that, you have to be able to just, that was the hardest part for me, I think. Um, oh, interesting. Was not, um, and not that there was anyone who was like outwardly not supportive or anything, but I think it's like, you know, just when you hear people talk about like, oh, like who is this, like who is this person to be doing this or whatever? And I think it's just like, it's hard for us sometimes because we're like, oh, well, I don't want them to think that about me. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you know, I, I think there's so many people who are keeping themselves small in order to not stand out or not ruffle feathers. And I think you're doing the world such a disservice by doing that. Like there's someone out there who needs your message. There's someone out there who's like been waiting for what you offer. And by, even if the way that I decided to get over this mind shift is I, or mindset is I just thought if I can like speak to one person, and I can help one person get over something hard they're going through, that would be worth it to me. Like that would be, okay, I've made myself uncomfortable, but this is what I accomplished. And so I think everyone just needs to maybe think about that one other person. And when you're not yeah. doing it for, cause it's so hard to think, oh, I'm doing this for myself, even though eventually you should get there. But I think that's probably the hardest place to start. Cause as service providers, we're always taught like, oh, the customer's always right. Do this kind of stuff. All the crap you hear in hair school, right? Right. It's so interesting you say that. Cause I was thinking about how I think a lot of people, I had heard this Brendan Burchard thing where he said, I don't think a lot of people are afraid to start. I think people are afraid to start being, have people see them start something small, like being seen as like doing something small. But so interesting is like, you're going to, you're willing to stay small in an environment you've outgrown or Mm -hmm. not chase this other dream. But at the same time, you're not willing to have, you know, your coworkers, the people around you see you do something really small. And you're a hundred percent right. Like things that have stopped me is like, thinking that it can't be scalable or mm-hmm. it can't be something that like will help a ton of people. And it's funny that you say that. Cause when I started this podcast, I said, if there's one person that doesn't know their life sucks and like, I make something that mm-hmm. like plants a seed that helps them to see that there's another way to do this industry. There's another way to do this life. It's all that I need to do. But I think we get tripped up because we want it to help so many people or like, well, even to coaching, like when I'm being really honest, it's like, oh, do I want to go from seeing clients one-on-one to seeing, you know, behind the chair to seeing, you know, hairstyles clients one-on-one. But when you get over that and you do it and you're like, oh my God, no, this is what I'm called to do. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes you can get kind of hung up on like, what's one person? And I, and I think like when you actually go for things, it's always for the right reasons when they work out because it was, you were willing to help one person. And I think you'll go on to help many more, but I think that people are afraid to be seen as starting small. Oh, that's so true. That is one of the things that I, when I was starting this, actually, it's funny you say that because I remember having a conversation with a friend and I was like, Oh, like, I'm just uh, like, I, I must've wrapped up so much of my, um, like how I feel about myself in being an expert in the hair industry. Do you know what I mean? Uh So then to go, and I'm like, I know I have a lot of knowledge to share. I know I have a lot of um, value to give people, but like, I'll be a beginner again. 
And that was a mm-hmm. hard mindset shift for me. So I think you're right. It's like being like starting something small and then growing it. It's, it's hard when you come from a place of experience in the hair industry. Yeah. So yeah, you hit the nail on the head there. I totally, totally agree. Yeah. So like, as far as like people's pages and like what they've got going on, if someone is like sitting or, you know, listening to this and being like, okay, well, like my page, like I put a lot into it. I'm not getting much back from it. If you could leave them with like one, you know, place to start to kind of get a little more engagement, they're not looking to have a million followers, Mm -hmm. but they just want to feel like their social media is contributing to the success of their business. And they don't see that, you know, pay off yet. What would you say? Oh, I think the number one mistake I see is people start to do a lot of marketing without doing their branding first. And Mm. you can do the aggressive marketing and you can pay for Instagram ads and all that kind of stuff. But once people come to your page, like, do they know who you are? And like, I see people who are, um, you know, don't have where they work. They don't have show people how to book an appointment. Um, it doesn't necessarily say too much about what they do hair wise. So, or who they are, like people want to see who you are and they want to know what you do. So I think I would just take a look at, try and look at it from an outside perspective. When they land on your page, what are they actually finding out about you? Yeah. Cause I, I agree. There's some accounts that I'm like, this is, this is like pretty hair, whatever. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, I feel like I'm missing so much about who this person is. I feel like they almost read as sketchy. Yes. And that's the difference too, right? Because there's so much beautiful hair out there. Um, so if your potential client is looking at two, two profiles, right. And that one of them is just like beautiful hair shots, um, and not a ton of information. And then the other one is like beautiful hair and you can see who this person is and they talk about what they love, like whether it's hair related or not, I feel like you're automatically going to gravitate towards the person that you feel a connection with. And if there's nothing on your page about who you are, you're not giving people anything to connect with. Yeah. And I was just going to say, I was thinking about it. I'm like, I'm going to trust the person that tells me they love comic books more than I'm going to trust the person that is just like hair, 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 like, or whatever. Like, it's just like, okay, but like, are you a serial killer? I need to know (laughs) a little bit more about you before I'm going to just spend two hours with you touching me. Seriously. Are we going to meet in a back alley? Like, where are you working? What do you do? Yeah. No, I I agree. I think, I, I think like, maybe like I'm not a social media expert, but I would say the thing that I see now that I'm talking to you, cause you're putting me in that like frame of mind is kind of what I said about my page. Like don't try and have it be perfect and like be like the perfect colorist or the perfect stylist. Cause I think that's a trap I had fallen into. Mm-hmm. I just wanted it to be like good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Instead of having it be me. And I feel like I see that a lot where it's like, oh my gosh, everyone's page looks the same, but we're not all the same. I know we're not. No, exactly. And that was like, I, when I start first started learning about Instagram and like first started taking courses about Instagram, I looked back on my page and I'm like, okay, all of the backgrounds were like really, really white. And there was not really much of me. It took me like a year and a half to post a selfie um, because I was like, oh, nobody wants to see pictures of me. And then once I actually started posting about myself, that was where I really saw that growth and that those dream clients coming in. Um, But yeah, having that like perfect, like it was just like hair photo after hair photo after hair photo. And it was so boring. It like bored me. 
like doing it and like looking yeah. at it. So I was like, I can only imagine how peop- other people feel when they look at how this. How about so. that Instagram? How about doing an Instagram story of your face talking? That was a huge hurdle <sighs> for me. Like, I'm like, I, who want, I'm going to look like a narcissist. And now I'm <laughs> totally. like, morning, it's me again. No, I don't really do it all the time. But I, I feel like I presence. don't, yeah, I don't feel as weird about it. And it's like, I just had to fucking do it. Totally. And I think that's the other thing too, is like when you start talking to like one, like if you just, the way I think about it is I'm like talking to one person. I'm not talking to like Uh X amount of followers or whatever. I'm just talking to one person. So when you show up, like how easy is it to pick up the phone and FaceTime your friend and be like, Hey, what are you doing today? Like, or Hey, what do you think about this? Like I would challenge people to stop thinking about the you know, the many and just focus on that one person that you want to connect with. Cause I had a hell of a time going, uh, live. That's still something I'm like flexing the muscle on. Cause it's definitely not natural for me to wait for people to come on. Yeah. That's, that's very intimidating. I've done one live and it was like, I I feel like I was just like so proud of myself. Mm -hmm. And I think I had like a different times, 34 people on, but Mm -hmm. I was like, so uncomfortable because I feel like it was kind of like a popularity contest being on it. Cause you're like, and I mean, I want to do it again, yeah. but it, initially I was like, Oh my gosh, like how many people are going to come to my party? Stressful. I mean, I want to do it again. I think like also like by doing stuff that you're scared to do, other people are like, I'm going to try it. And totally. so it's like, you kind of owe it to the world to just try. (laughs) Absolutely. And I think it's like, there's something really powerful about like admitting that it's uncomfortable and then doing it anyway. Cause like we can talk all day about how like, Oh, this is uncomfortable, but you have to do it. But if we're not willing to do the things that make us uncomfortable, you know, like, I think it's like admitting that. And I think that's my favorite thing about where we're going with Instagram and our industry is like, I totally believe in having like a nice feed for people to come to. I think it's kind of like your digital business card. Um, And that's something that Dawn said, actually. And she, you know, she's not the like pro social media is everything person. But so I do think there is something to having like a nicely done profile for people to come to. However, that that, with that being said, I think it's all about being very real. So I'm the first person to say on my live, well, this is awkward, but like, we're going to do it anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, Because then maybe someone will see that and be like, oh, well, it's awkward for me to post a picture of myself, but other people are doing hard things. So maybe I can do hard Mm -hmm. things, you know? Yeah. And people don't see your weird energy. They just see you you putting yourself out there. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and like, I feel like we, we have all these feelings around like pictures of ourselves and things like that. But, but people don't know that people just see you showing up. Totally. Unless you write that in your caption and you can write some of it, you know, like (laughs) what you're saying, but beyond that, like people, like I, I, I see this now as I work with clients, like you know, one-on-one hairstyles. So I'm like, God, I wish this person could see themselves the way that I see them. Totally. And I think that Instagram's cool that way, right? Because you maybe don't see, you maybe see yourself in a distorted view, but we don't. Yeah. And I think that's the case, right? Everyone just thinks, well, it's just me. Like you've been you your whole life. You know what I mean? So it's hard to think of yeah. yourself as like, oh, like, like I have people ask me questions, be like, oh, how do you do this? It's so amazing. And I was like, it's what? Like, I just, I don't know. Like, it's just me. So I think it's kind of interesting how like taking it out of yourself and just 
showing up for that one other piece that person you can help, you know? Yeah, totally. So if people want to work with you, they want to find you on social media, where can, where's the best place to reach you? Um, I'm definitely easiest on Instagram. I do also have a website. Um, so Instagram it's Jody Brown is where you can find me. And then my website is jodybrown.ca. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. I love talking to you and I feel like we're very like-minded in how we like see the world. Totally. I'll have to get you on one of my Sunday lives soon. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, it'll be my second live. Yeah. I'd be there with bells on. It's easier with another person, I swear. <laughs> yeah, I know. Totally. All right. Well, thank you so much. Have an awesome day, Lindsay. Thank you so much for having me.